I'm a Medium, Ask Me How, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. Dana. Matthew. Welcome back to another episode. Except, you know what? I think we brought a friend today. We have a threesome? We have a threesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. We've got the one, the only, Megan Elisa. Yeah. Megan, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. You're our first guest ever. No pressure. I'm honored. I am so honored and excited and um, always love to chat with the both of you, about, oh. especially about mediumship. Yes. Or anything. Or yes, anything. Or anything yes. at all. <laughs> we, we're that kind of friends now. Uh, so, Megan, we wanted to bring you on today because we wanted to talk to you about things that mediumship, we don't get a chance to talk about. Because I think a lot of our community is love and light, right? Or they're all about talking about things that are, you know, elevating or going to some positive place. But we don't ever really get to talk about the dark side of mediumship. Ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about it, you're labeled as, like, difficult. So, like, what has your experience been with the dark side of mediumship? Like, you um, go first. Okay. Well... I mean, there's so many different options there. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? Where Let's to start? Let's unpack the first box. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even the label of difficult is probably the nicest version of what you could say mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. you know, people have called, I think, all of us. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Around it. Um, so, I mean, we can even start at the very beginning with, yeah. you know, when you're starting your development. Uh, it's not all, you know, rainbows and sunshine and unicorns like it starts off like that, right? It does mm-hmm. start off like that. But then you have to face certain relationship difficulties. Um, you may have to find that certain relationships don't work out where you're headed in your life now. Uh, people may not understand you. Um, and then, you know, even moving into you make friends in your circle who eventually show their humanness, you know, and that's a part of life. Mm-hmm. But their ego gets involved and they get jealous or they get upset with their own level of development and start comparing um, and start projecting that out toward other people. Right. So like those things that is both of these things happened for me, right. During Mm -hmm. my development. And um, it's, it's definitely not easy. Like I just think that people need to know this path is something that takes dedication and a passion and love Mm -hmm. to follow. And, um, it's it can get dark yeah yeah and lonely so like let's loop back around to like the beginning of it of like you you started your development 
uh, I think what's special about mediumship is that when you delve into it, you don't go just toe deep. You, you, you immerse yourself. It becomes a big part of you because you find your, like your soul's purpose, as some people say, or you'd be just, it lights you up. And so then you become all consumed in it. Right. So tell me a little bit about like what you've seen and what you've experienced with like development and then losing people around you. Like, what was that like for you? Hmm. Well, I mean, you're definitely right about that. I mean, you know, I'll say though, not everyone gets so deeply pulled in. I would say mm -hmm. like not everyone, but the people that end up doing this profession, I would say do. Mm -hmm. uh, it was not easy. It was something you, it takes a lot of learning how to recognize what's happening and learning how to surrender and let go and learning how to, you know, let the things that are meant to come in, come in and the things that are meant to go out, go out with mm -hmm. a, you know, a gentle grip. Right. So like, you know, I had a close friend this happened with where, you know, they were, they're were just having their, I'll just say this, they were having their own issues and it was being projected at me. And I had to make a choice that was for my best interest mm -hmm. which was to let that person go out of my life. Uh, I think it's super important that we recognize that it takes strength and it takes boundaries to have, uh, your, you know, put yourself first and that you have to put yourself first. Um, always it's not selfish it's self-care you know? yeah um so that's that's pretty much like how it went for me yeah i think there's so much personal development that happens within your mediumship development that how can relationships not change within your life mm -hmm. and how can you yeah. not change because you change everything you about you changes and and you just you become more of yourself and mm -hmm. so it's some people are going to come with you and some people aren't. And I've been blessed that a lot of people did come with me and have been supportive, but there's going to be relationships that just don't feed you the same way. And you're going to understand that there are people that resonate with you on your journey and some people that, that don't anymore. And it's hard to let go of those things that are no longer serving you. It really is hard. And that's part mm -hmm. of the struggle. It's the, it is surrendering. You know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about in mediumship of that surrender, but mm -hmm. it's surrendering to like, this doesn't fit in my life anymore and, and not making things fit and paying attention to that intuition of like, this person doesn't feel safe to me or isn't fitting in my life anymore. And it's not to make that person a bad person or anything, no. but they just don't fit in where we're going. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for myself, I did have a lot of family members and friends fall off because they couldn't comprehend what we do, right? Um, or it went against their religious beliefs or they just thought I was all around weird. And and that's okay. And that's fine because it's not my journey to drag you along with, right? So either I be the best representative of mediumship that I possibly can and just let my work for, speak for itself and let them make the choice whether they choose to believe it or not, or... I just keep going and I just opted to keep going because I never wanted in my early development, A, want to drag somebody along or force them into it because I think that also can do a lot of damage where they're like, look, they're doing something new. This is exciting for them. They weren't quite seeing that where they were like, why are you forcing this at me? Right. And it's and it's very difficult to comprehend for like the general public who don't really 
fully bought into mediumship that they're like, oh my God, this person's legit talking to dead people. And then they're like, well, okay, well, if they are legit talking to dead people, what does that mean about my religion? Or, and it gets them in this really uncomfortable zone. So I know we had talked about in a past podcast of finding out where people are in their comfort zone and us having to continuously meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. So that way we can make them comfortable because it's a, it's a jarring thing. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I literally almost didn't do my development because of my relationship and the um, the pushback and the fights and the things that it was causing. But, you know, luckily I chose myself, like I was saying, mm-hmm. you know, I chose what I felt called toward. And um, I think that it is a real struggle when it comes to especially like those closer relationships in your life that were already there beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I know I'm going to keep saying this. It's not an easy thing. It really mm-hmm. isn't, Mm-mm. but you know, I think you have to follow your path, right? Like this is your life. This is your journey. And like you were saying, Dana, you know, sometimes some of those people aren't going to be on that path with us as we move forward. And we have to learn to accept that and be okay with it. And to just, you know, send them blessings, basically, that they go on their own path and they follow their own truth. And they find that for themselves because we know that's there for them too. Right. I always say that it's not our job to convince anybody else of of this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if we get into a moment of like evangelizing any of this, it's just, it's not a good fit, right? Like it's just not a, it's just, it's just not going to work very well. So, um, you know, one of the things too, so we talked about people who are existing in our lives, but, you know, as we step into our development, all three of us are big on development circles. Megan, you run them through Oak Bridge Institute. Matt and I run our own. Um, and we were big on that being a huge part of our own development. Mm-hmm. You meet community in these places and you start to meet people who are going through exactly what you're going through. And that can be such a beautiful thing, but it can also be a toxic thing a little bit and navigating mm-hmm. some of those relationships because I've seen it be like this amazingly beautiful thing and and being able to foster some beautiful relationships through it and then I've seen it go real bad yeah so you know and that's where we're always talking about the personal development side of the work because that's super important so the people that are doing that right and are willing to see where they need to grow those are the kind of relationships where you can have issues and you can deal with those issues openly and like in a positive way in a healthy way and you can keep those relationships right and the ones where people aren't willing to look at those things and are closed down or or projecting their stuff onto others those are the kinds where we have to kind of be like yeah i'm gonna shut that down because it's not healthy and i can't move forward with this right Mm -hmm. so like that's where i think um because you know i've had both i've had both in Mm -hmm. in from circles And, you know, for the majority, I've had a good experience in the circles I have been in and um, been a part of. And um, the people are generally wonderful people who truly do want have a desire to help people and to learn and grow themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's people are people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So like you're going to you're going to have all different kinds of people that come and um you just have to be truthful with like where you feel pulled to people like certain people and where you may feel repelled and, you know, trust your intuition around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, where I've always found, 
the, the conflict really comes in is I really see a lot of people that kind of sit with, okay, we're, we're doing this work. We all have the same why. We all want to help people. But it's the belief systems that really tear us apart in this community of being like, well, I believe in this and I don't believe in this. And, mm. and But at the core, I think, I think all three of us can relate is kind of like treating your client with dignity and respect. It is like the number one. Mm-hmm. And, and and for some reason, I see a lot of conflict around that because it's like, well, what's the definition of like treating your client right? Well, ethics are not something that's a bad word. But I think that also tears the, the dark side of mediumship is like agreeing on like what is the acceptable thing to treat your client with dignity and respect, right? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on like ethics? I know. Yeah, I just brought up the E word, Megan. Wrong girl. That that can. I was just actually talking about this with our students yesterday. And I think the baseline, because Mm -hmm. people's argument for me will be, well, ethics are variable, right? And I'm like, okay, I get that. Sure. I, I understand that. But. I feel like the baseline needs to be is like, are we causing harm, right? Mm-hmm. Like that has to be the baseline for like all of it. So, mm-hmm. are, you know, checking in on are we are we adding ourselves into information that should be purely coming from spirit and is it evidential, right? So that should be like, there's like two baselines. Are we causing harm and is it coming purely from spirit? Because that's our job as a conduit, right? Not mm-hmm. like you're not coming to me, Megan, because you want Megan's advice or you want, you know, like me to pretend to do, to talk to spirit. Like, no, I want to give information that comes directly from spirit without me interpreting or adding my own trauma, my own religious bias, like any of that stuff, right? So if we're adding that, we're adding ourselves to it, we could be then adding harm, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, if we've done the work, we haven't done the work for healing, we, you know, we have these fear-based interpretations of things, right? So like, if we can cut out us as much as possible, and just keep it strictly spirit, and learn when you're interpreting versus when you're not, like, to me, that's really like baseline for the ethics argument. Obviously, you know, if we're going to be working with vulnerable people that are grieving, knowing that responsibility and how huge it is, and you know, the kind of sway you have over people's lives when you call yourself a medium, and you know, your people are trusting you, right? Mm-hmm. People are trusting you. So you're abusing their trust mm-hmm. and abusing, you know, the vulnerability that they have when you aren't keeping a certain standard of ethics to make sure you're not causing harm. Right. So like if I know we kind of went in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 cool. it's cool. We'll loop back around. <laughs> here at Matt and Dana Inc. We move. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So and like the people that argue against it, I'm just like, I don't. I don't understand. I'm just like, go do mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Like, go do something else with your life where you're not working with people that you may be harming if you do not care. If you do not care, go do something else. Right. Well, it goes back to an intangible power dynamic, right? Because if you look at us as mediums, we're talking to something that the person that's receiving the reading can't touch, see, smell, or taste, right? So right. there is a trust level for us. Okay. So we have a power over them that is unmeasurable. And I think that's where we as humans get our ego to involved of being like, well, I can really say anything and they're going to believe me, Right. And, and sometimes it's subconsciously because we haven't had the discernment whether what spirit, what's us, and then we're just starting to give all this information. But then they get a little carried away with their wording or their, their bias creeps in. And they don't realize that when that person leaves their care that think about like your first mediumship reading, right? Mm-hmm. You remembered it for hours, even days after you got it, right? So I still remember my first thing. one. Yeah, I told you. 
I remember everything. And so I can remember sitting on the information like hours later. And you can bet like that you as a medium, we see a client after that. We don't think about that person after they leave our care, blah, 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 blah. A couple hours later, we're eating dinner, but they're still thinking about what we're saying to them. And I don't, and that's where I like try to hammer home of being like, careful what you say, because it's not, it's not going to go away for them. Like it's not, it's not. Yeah. And like when we talk about the subconscious, right? So like, you know, this is something I teach about too, is that, you know, people are absorbing what you're saying, even if they're telling you, I don't believe that, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. being absorbed always, right? Like yeah. we're absorbing everything, our environment, everything we're experiencing. So like those things will come up for them, even if they're saying, you know, this is nonsense or whatever. So like we always have to be careful with our words, what we're saying and the power we have with those because um, it will affect people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our words have power. And, and I think mm-hmm. as mediums, if even when we are being true conduits for the spirit world and only giving what we are getting, we mm-hmm. have to be responsible with the wording that we use. We have to be trauma informed. We have to make sure that we are being responsible at all times, because once words leave our mouth, we cannot take them back. Right. Um, so even if it means pausing for a second and being like, did I, let me, let me choose my word choice properly on this. Let me take a moment. And it's worth taking that extra moment because it really does make a difference. It's, I, my goal is always, I I have it on my website and, but I, I, I really stand by this. You should always leave my care in better shape than I got you all Mm -hmm. the time, every single time. If I didn't do that, then I didn't do my job properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that sounds like easy, but that doesn't happen a lot out there. And, and really? I think that's where the frustration, I know the three of us share this, that's where the frustration lies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is just like, just do better. Just, just try to leave people in a better place than you got them. And it's not a big yeah. ask, right? It's right. not a big ask. Right. Well, I was just going to say that, um, you know, and if, if you're out there right now listening and you know that maybe there's some work to do there, like, Cool. Like we encourage you, you know what I mean? Like if you're out there doing things that maybe are causing harm right now, okay, then that's a part of what happened. Right. And now you can choose to do differently. You can choose to go into development and learn about the ethics and learn about the discernment between the mind and spirit. Right. So like, we're never like you are now bad and like you are cast down into the evil medium <laughs> over there. And like, you know, unless you're an outright fraud, like if you're out there pretending mm-hmm. to be mediumship, like purposely causing harm, that's one thing. It's yeah. another to just be an underdeveloped medium who just doesn't know any better and out there doing things, right? Which is why we're always out here talking about development and the importance of it and the importance of the ethics and all of the work that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't, if you don't know, you don't know, right? And so like, people that go through the development and I'm talking for years, right? They get it. They understand because they understand the changes that come with it and the understanding because you don't realize like how easily your mind gets involved in there. Mm-hmm. You go through that training to like realize the difference, you know? So I just want to say that for like people that are listening that are maybe off put by like what we're talking about right now, even um, like we don't hate you. We just want you to do better because we want to see amazing mediums working out in the world who are representing the spirit world with love and integrity and wanting to help heal people and wanting to be a true voice of the spirit and and let people know that life does continue beyond the physical world. Right. Yeah. Like That's why we're doing this. That's why we talk about it. That's why we're out here, you know, rallying for the cause essentially of of the spirit world and for mm-hmm. like 
people who are out there being harmed by those that aren't doing it. And that's a huge dark side of mediumship is the harm that happens. And I think what I've seen a lot happen, if I tangent, Megan, you can slap me. I'm okay with that. I like it. Um, (laughs) Is the first thing would be, I see a lot of fraudulent mediumship happening and they try to discredit the actual work that happened. So they'll try to create camps, right? So they'll be like, oh, and it's always evidential mediumship that gets thrown into that bus. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just my experience, I, I can't generalize overall, but they'll say, oh, well, evidential mediumship is trendy. So what I'm doing is real. They're just trendy. And I'm like, really, really, I can prove what I'm doing. <laughs> but then they want free will to just say whatever they want to say for a quick buck at the expense mm-hmm. of somebody that's sitting in front of them. And I think the frustration from some fraudulent mediums or some mediums that don't know any better is that they don't realize that we are trying to cheer you on and include to bring mm-hmm. along because we are representatives of the spirit world. And we're trying to keep the integrity of the work that we're doing consistent mm-hmm. and truthful because there are a lot of skeptics. There are a lot of naysayers. There are a lot of uh, hurt people out there and they will try to throw stones right but our job as mediums is just to push forward the media the spirit world and mediumship community forward every single reading that we're doing right yeah. because my re- my readings reflect the three on the panel but everybody else and so if i'm representing an entire community and an entire spirit world because i'm putting that pressure on myself no one's putting that pressure on me i want to do better for them because they deserve that Mm-hmm. I feel the spirit world really deserves really awesome representation because mm-hmm. they are it's an uphill battle. You have mm-hmm. movies and TV and religion and and naysayers all just picking away at it. And yep. it's so beautiful and so simplistic that it's easy because it can't defend itself, right? It's mm-hmm. intangible. Mm-hmm. So what are your what are your thoughts on like um making sure like what can people do to push forward their mediumship besides development like is there any resources that you would uh, recommend them on like development or pushing forward the like mediumship or self-discovery like where do you think somebody should start if they've made those mistakes and want to do better Right. So finding a um, development circle or course that's going to really go over the foundations and help you have an understanding. So finding a teacher where you feel safe to be vulnerable and to mess up because that's a part of it. That's, you know, getting those no's is teaching you what the yeses feel like. It's a really important part of it. And, you know, and including that personal development side of it, super important, and the spiritual development side of it, all three, the mediumship, the spiritual, and the personal go hand in hand in the journey. Um, So first, that's the first part is finding that. Um, Probably forgiving yourself too, right, for what you Mm -hmm. didn't know. Uh, because I think that you know we can be very self-critical, judgmental of ourselves, especially those who are wanting to help heal people, right? We we do, we can be like that. So I think that's really important. And and remembering that this work doesn't have a destination; it's a journey that never ends. When it comes to our development, um, you know the the work teaches me, right? The every experience I have with the spirit world teaches me. My guides teach me mm-hmm. um, learning how to discover yourself in this mm-hmm. is really the big part of it, right? Like you're yeah. understanding yourself. Um, and so that would be like the, the first start, you know, to go into it and to also know um, 
you know, you're not alone in the journey, right? You're not mm-hmm. alone. You have your community, you have, uh, you know, your circle, you have other people like us around, mm-hmm. uh, you have your spirit team, right? You, no one's alone here going through it. So I think sometimes people feel really alone because it can be lonely. We like yeah. To yeah. Lonely and there's a dark side to it. Uh, but in the reality is, is you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say that like having some humbleness around our mediumship is really important and, and to, yeah. to speak a lot to what you just said, um, Megan, is is that it's a journey, not a destination. That we yeah. kind of think that there's this arrival point, especially when we're beginning our mediumship um, development. And yeah. there's not. With every single reading, I learn something new. And I think if we come into it with humbleness and awareness of like, not even like in beating ourselves up, but being like, there's an opportunity here for for growth here. There's an opportunity for me to grow here or for me to do this better. And in that, when we see those opportunities for growth, um, we can do something and step into that development, work with our guides, work with our community, work with development circles, work with other teachers or mentors um, mm-hmm. in those areas. I think that's the key, right? And it's as the Virgo in the group, um, I know you got your Virgo moon, <laughs> Megan, but, but, you know, just being really hard on ourselves, but understanding that this is a process always, yeah. and this isn't a place of arrival. So always having a place of awareness of, of like, we're here to grow and learn with a spirit world. And I don't think, you know, again, we have three different people here that we all have like different awareness of the spirit world because we're not meant to know or understand it all. We won't okay. understand it all until we get to the other side. We've, we speak from experience, from the number of readings we've done and from the work that we've done. But I learn something new about the spirit world every single day. So being flexible in our beliefs a yeah. little bit too has been a, benefited me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not being so stringent of it's always black and white and this is the way yeah. it is. Because when somebody says, uh, what happens when this happens? I'm like, in my experience... <laughs> Yeah. This is what I've seen because tomorrow I might be shown something different or a nuance of what I've, I've already learned. And I'm open to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And I think too, I think in the beginning first few years, you do have more of that rigid thing. And then again, the work teaches you mm-hmm. that, you know, that may not be so much the case of what we thought it was. Right. So like having the open-mindedness and being flexible, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing, yeah, like we're people, we're humans then, and we don't have all of the knowledge, you know, we're only given what we're given when it comes to mediumship and like our understanding and the rest, like you said, we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. I always found like a, a really hard kind of looping back to the dark side of mediumship, a really hard thing in early development is listening to others, um, experiences with the spirit world with a religious lens mm-hmm. that, that was very hard for me. Because I fell into um, a development circle that would be in person where the the owner of the shop had walked up to me and they were like, you're going to be in a pod of other psychics and other mediums and there's going to be a galactic war and you're going to be in charge of us doing it. I was like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do what? Uh, what special episode of the CW show am I going to be on? Like, that, was my, <laughs> that was my first thought. And I think kind of like understanding that if something does not resonate with you, especially in early development and you're finding a development circle, reach out and go to as many as you possibly can, because there's not a right fit for every single person at one development circle. 
And I think that you sometimes you can kind of fall into somebody else's ideals until you get to the point where you start working with spirit to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what it's like. And I can speak to it from my experience rather than taking somebody else's ideals and then formulating it. Right. You've got to have a lot of self-discovery moments into Mm -hmm. that. And if you don't give yourself that grace to have those experiences and speak to your own truth, I feel like it stunts you with your growth. Yeah. Very true. You got to yeah. trust your intuition. That, that That's the practice, right? Yeah. You got to, it's that trust of like, this mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. So trust that and believe in that. Um, what about, uh, speaking of the dark side, comparison? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's another thing I was just talking to my students with, actually. Um, that is such a downward spiral. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, really, it's important to, look at yourself and like what you're doing just in an honest way not again not a judgmental way and see your growth right so see how you've grown in your journey and and take that on right not an egotistical an egotistical kind of way but in a way that you're you're seeing that you're growing right um so you know, and it's going to come in different levels is what I want to say, right? You may start feeling it in your circle. And then once you get past that, you may, you know, go online and start doing that online mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or you may do it like you seeing people demonstrate, right? So there's different like places with it that you may start going and you may like be really good in one place and be like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you go out there and it changes and then you start doing it with something else. But you have to just keep coming back to like, I am my own person, my own mediumship, my own whatever, right? And so if instead of looking at these other people and saying like, oh, they're so amazing, I can't do it. Like it's saying, no, that same power goes through them, that goes through me. That means it's a possibility for me once I get to that place in my development, right? And like, who knows, I may go beyond that even, you know what I mean? As long as we're still open to learning and growing Mm -hmm. and fitting in for the spirit world for them to help develop us and to keep, you know, being open to all of that, then we're going to keep growing in our ability to be more specific, more confident. Uh, You know, who knows what could happen with what they're able to do. I've seen it happen two ways. I've seen it happen the way that you're speaking of, Megan, but I've also seen like tearing ourselves down, right? So we're Mm -hmm. tearing ourselves down because I'm seeing Megan give this phenomenal reading and I'm like, when is that going to happen with me? I don't think I'm ever going to get there. But I've also seen it twist in another way where it's, tear you down to make myself feel better because I need to feel special. I see. I haven't had that experience. (laughs) That's just not the way I go. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it gets really, really catty. And it gets really uncomfortable because they don't realize that if I see you do something spectacular that's possible for me, I just need to put in the work to do it. (laughs) It just wasn't handed to you. There's no free lunches in this work. Mm -mm. No. And there's clicks and milestones. And I think the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of mediums is not showing up, right? I think we can all show up. It's not putting in the work. It's surrendering and stepping out of the way is the hardest part of mediumship development. It's stepping yourself out of the way to be like, just give me everything. I'm okay with Mm -hmm. being wrong. I'm just going to give you everything. And when you get to that point where that was a huge unlock for myself, was it a huge unlock for you, Dana? Oh yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the biggest unlock was just, just show up. 
Mm-hmm. All you need to be is be there. Cause I, we've talked about this a little bit of like every mediumship reading is so different. Every, right. it, you will never walk into the same reading again. Every mm-hmm. sitter is different. Every spirit is different. You never know what you're going to get. So you just have mm-hmm. to, and as the control person, that was really hard for me. Um, so part of my surrender was giving up control. And so spirit was like, you just need to show up at the assigned time and place and let us do, let us do our thing. And so doing that was the biggest unlock for me and like not trying to control what happened, but just showing up and like being in the right place at the right time, essentially was the, was a big unlock for me. Mm -hmm. What about for you, Megan? Um, yeah, no, that control thing that's, you know, that gets in people's way. Absolutely. People that are control freaks, um, because what that's doing is it's causing us to want to do and be uh, active in the thinking mind, right? So like mm-hmm. medium is the opposite of that, right? And learning how to let go and to move what is happening instead of controlling what's happening. So like for me, you know, the unlocks would be definitely letting go of control, letting go of people's opinions of what's happening for me, not being afraid of getting a no, um, you know, things like that, I think are, were really big in my development because it is scary. And, you know, as people, we are constantly looking for some sort of feedback in some way of like, Mm. do they accept me in some way? That's like just a part of being human. Right. So if we feel like that's not happening, that can be really hard. But when it comes to mediumship, our job is to just give what we're getting. Right. Mm -hmm. So like whether or not, um, you're, whether or not you're interpreting what you're getting and that's why you're getting a no versus, you know, you're getting a no for some other reason is a part of the journey of, un- of discovering your own mediumship and how that works for you. And again, going back to development circles where you learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what was the unlocks for me. Yeah. There's another thing that I want to kind of loop back around to, and that's kind of like surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals like that you get at development circles is, uh, I know, uh, for me, I had some personal issues of going outside of, uh, outside of my personal life with the family members accepting mediumship. They were like, meh, meh, meh. and my 85 year old Catholic grandma summed it up so well that when you find really great mediums that you just click with, or that you're just kind of like, I'm around my people, they will get you on such a soul level because they've walked in your shoes that you can understand what it's been like to be either a fledgling medium in development, a working professional, um, working through some like shadow work, whatever it is, you understand at a point that like your family may not even get. And I think that I think we need to realize as a community that we are stronger together because we're represented as a spirit world because we all get each other mm-hmm. and that there's no competition. There's no um, tearing others down because I can understand what it's like to be lonely and not have that point in my life where I knew resources. I was seeing things and hearing things I couldn't explain. And right. if, it, if my sister was like, blah, 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 I'm like, you don't get it. You don't understand it. But I can tell you, Dana, Willie, and Megan, Elisa do at this level where I'm like, hey, this ever happened to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was last Tuesday. Okay, cool, sweet, <laughs> awesome, I'm normal. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. our normal. That's our normal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. that's and I think Tuesday. that, well, like, it's nice to be able to have that sort of support, right, in that community. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, let's just say you don't have it, you have to be willing to be strong enough to stand on your own with it mm-hmm. as well. 
because you know there's going to be people out there who either choose not to have it or just don't have it mm-hmm. um and you have to let that passion and that drive for what you do be like your guiding light with it and yeah. to have that be your strength right and to know because we you know as we touched on earlier there's a lot of different kinds of groups of people out there who are against mediumship and will just ultimately not like you just because you say you're a medium right mm-hmm. um and it's it's just a, a tool for people that don't understand something to use hate, you know, to kind of throw it at people to keep separating us and all. And it's just like this sad, sad thing that is happening in the world in many different aspects. But, mm-hmm. you know, just be strong. Like you have to be strong in the work. You have to. It, it's It's one of those things that, yes, you get to that place, right? You build on that strength. Mm-hmm. It's not just like there right away but it is a big part of it. It's no mistake to me that there's so much personal development that happens in accordance with your mediumship development. Cause I think that's part of being able to stand strong on your own, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm better because I have my friends, but, um, I know that I also can like hold my own. And I also know that I'm not, again, I'm not here to like convince anybody. Um, I, you know, it's hard. It's, and you've spoken to that, Megan, a couple of times, like this is not an easy path. And, you know, to every time we have to have the conversation, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I know, uh, I know. I, it's not fun because you get the prove it, read right. me now. And I'm like, no, do my taxes. Now. You're an accountant. Do my taxes now. Like, stop it. No, we're not doing the prove it thing right now. Mm-hmm. Or people get freaked out and they look at you I, I've told so many people and then they can't have a normal conversation with you ever again. Cause they're afraid that right. you're reading them and they're, exactly. it's just this weird dynamic that happens as soon as you tell people what, what you're able to do. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to navigate. And so if you're not strong personally, it's, it's tricky. It's where tricky. were you? Where were you when I had explained what I did at the Apple store with the lady buying the computer? Oh, <laughs> Well, I, w- I was on the phone afterwards. Well, she backed away. She was like, what do you do? And I'm like, it's weird. And she was like, no, really, what do you do? I'm okay with weird. And I'm like, I, I-, I talk to dead people. I just need a computer. And she goes. <laughs> I had the exact same thing happen to me at the point. Oh. I try to say like something like, oh, I, I work in, you know, spiritual teaching. Because mm-hmm. I'm like. You know, I, I actually learned that from Michael Mayo because he doesn't really like to tell people, you know, in public, people he doesn't already know that he's a medium. And um, I think that works pretty well. And even mm-hmm. that, they're like, what is what? Like, you know, but I, 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 I kind of gauge, you know, how I think they may respond um, to who I'm willing to sort of share that with because it's not just what we do, right? Like you're saying like a tax accountant, they do that outside of like who they are, right? It's who we are. are. Like we're like these people that bring through spirits. I don't know. Like it's, so it's kind of, it's, it feels almost like a personal attack. (laughs) Someone's like, yes. You know, know, Megan, you said that so beautifully because it's, this is who we are. And it's funny, like, are the intro to Matt and I's to this podcast is like, we're best friends that like to talk about dead people all the time, but, but it really is like our, the cornerstone of our friendship is we talk about mediumship 90% of our friendship, right? Mm-hmm. The other one is, is it Chris Evans or Iron Man, <laughs> which is hotter? Stop. I'm dead. No, it's true. Chris <laughs> Evans. I'm sorry. 
uh, Robert Downey Jr. But anyway, um, so, you know, that's the cornerstone of like who we are as people and it affects mm-hmm. us and it, it changes your your mm-hmm. viewpoint on everything that you do in life. Because once you've seen and talked to all these dead people, it changes how you live your life. So how can yeah. it mm-hmm. not change who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when you tell somebody this part of you, like you're kind of opening the door to a piece of you. And when yeah. they don't accept a part of it, it's like, ouch, 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 ouch. But uh-huh. I, went to the, I went to the doctor uh, a couple weeks ago and they're like, what do you do? And they're like, do you work? And I was like, yep. And they're like, what do you do? And I was like, I, I'm just, I just work. And I just, ref- I refused to tell them. And she was like, I, I, I swear she thought I was a porn star. So yeah. they always got right porn. With. They mm-hmm. always go to porn. I just started telling people I'm a spiritual advisor. I'm like, I'm a spiritual portfolio advisor. <laughs> well, I kind of want to test the like, I'm a porn star thing. You know, <laughs> like, no, really, because I want to see like, what difference of reaction. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm an adult film star mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, and it, it in you know respect to all all the people yeah. that are, like you know what i mean yeah i'm not against sex working at all you do, no. do you yeah like go you go uh but like i just kind of want to see the reaction difference like if they would be more open or less <laughs> yeah like, no, I, no, don't worry. I just talk to dead people they're like oh okay. i'm gonna tell people i'm a hand model <laughs> where can i find you only mediums <laughs> like i sell feet pics actually yeah. <laughs> And and just have them like slowly look down at your feet and yeah. just see. Yeah, and just do that. It's like if you say you're a hand model, just be like, I'm a hand model. <laughs> I'm on only hands. After I wear them. <laughs> but it's true, right? Because we have to gauge your comfort. And it's yeah. all the time. Like I had told my boss that I was a medium when I was like, hey, I'm going to need Tuesday nights off. Bah, 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 bah. He go, his first reaction was, oh, that's neat. And mind you, this guy has superheroes all over his arms like I do. And then he, I'm looking at him and he's like, who's behind me? Who's behind me? I'm like, I was just checking my employees to see if they needed help. See, now this is a good segue into the dark side of the TV shows that mm-hmm. represent mediumship. Because Ugh. they have really made people think that like we're just like out there like seeing spirits all the time right and that's why a lot of people that do have this ability this sensitivity like they don't get it for like a long time because they're thinking i'm gonna see like uncle jack standing here right or i should be hearing voices and i should be having experiences and that's just like not how it works at all it's such more subtle and um so yeah let's go to that yes let's talk about that oh i love it Hold on, I gotta I gotta stretch a little for this because this, this is gonna be a little bit of a workout stretch. for me. <laughs> All right, so so my question to you first and foremost mm-hmm. is when Hollywood portrays us in a certain way, what is your aggravation level on a scale of one to ten? Because <laughs> mine's a ten. You can't watch those shows with me because uh, me and um, Sassy J, my partner, um, we were watching TV and I kept pausing it, being like. They're interpreting evidence. <laughs> no, stop. He's like, we, we don't watch these shows with you anymore. Right. What's, your, what's your aggravation scale? Yeah, it's going to depend on the show, to be honest. But most mm-hmm. of them, it's like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like there's so much interpretation. Okay, so these we're actually specifically talking about paranormal shows right mm-hmm. now. 
because I do think that that's something to at least let people know we're talking specifically about paranormal shows and yes. interpretation of the evidence that's coming through by the paranormal investigators or a lot of the people that they say are mediums on this show too. Like a lot of them, it's like they handpick these people that are like, are you fear-based? Like, do you yeah. think the devil is real? Like, do you believe in demons? You're perfect. We want you on the show, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, it's all about the ratings, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I do believe that they truly are trying to get real evidence. Like, I don't think they're trying, like most shows, I would say, they're not trying to like fake evidence and that kind of thing, right? But they are trying to kind of, you know, guide the story under this sort of guise of this is scary, right? Mm -hmm. Or this is like, oh my God, they're going to get you kind of a thing. And like, that is not the reality of the spirit world. It is not. Yeah. It is not. And it's like just being interpreted through these like fear-based lenses or these religious lenses or this just a huge misunderstanding of, you know, things like for example, like you may hear uh, an EVP or like a spirit box. First of all, the spirit box, they misinterpret the sound a lot to make words up that aren't actually happening for one. Mm -hmm. Did you hear like an EVP where they're like, help? Like maybe they're not saying like, I need help. Like maybe they're saying like, they're there to help you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so like they're interpreting from a place of like, oh, I need to do something about this or they're like, I, they're, there's something wrong with them, right? So it's their interpretation of it. Um, or maybe they're just picking up on like words that are in the etheric atmosphere that are just like coming, right? Like there's so mm -hmm. many different possibilities when it comes to this work that I feel are missed. Uh, and people don't get it. Mm -hmm. Or, or, you know, it really frustrates me. Those shows that have like the people on them that watch clips of like paranormal stuff mm -hmm. and they have no expertise in what they're talking about. It'll be like, Susie, target garden center employee. And she's like, it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> It's a windigo. It's going to suck your face off when you sleep. And you're just like, you have no expertise in what you're talking about. And they just picked you to talk. It's like super frustrating because then you have people at home in middle America that have nothing to do with this. That just are like, ooh, Susie from Garden Center at Target's really knows she knows her stuff. Listen, Susie from Garden Center, you don't know her. <laughs> no, but hey, Susie. <laughs> Susie, this is this 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 podcast is dedicated to you. Um, <laughs> Good old Susie. But here's the thing: like I I told Matt this because he and I have talked about this. We've done a couple of gone to a couple haunted hotels and whatever, and he's mm -hmm. like, "This could be a show," and I was like, "Nobody would buy this because we didn't get scared." There was never a point, we brought forward no. tons of evidence that we were definitely tapped into the, we brought forward evidence that we knew who was here and that th the things that happened, but we, there was nothing, we weren't scared, we didn't run, we didn't, Matt didn't rip off his shirt, you know, <sighs> and scream at any close. ghosts. I was close. If he was a handsome caretaker, I would have been like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I made it awkward. But that's not going to, but that's not going to sell. No, it won't. It won't. Yeah. I think what we do isn't sexy. Speak for yourself. Can... I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm speaking for myself. But it, re it really isn't as enticing and, and, and ratings driven. It's that was that hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. meant to be about spirit, right? Yeah. And like and the truth. It's meant to be about the truth. Um, but like, yeah, TV shows. You know, they do have to work off our ratings and all of that. But, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, and I do think that there's maybe more, this is 50-50 or maybe even, like, 
40 I don't know but there's more um shows I would say have more integrity on YouTube like like I've done paranormal investigations with a paranormal investigator uh you know a, a few different times and we weren't trying to like scare people or lead people or you know make up evidence or anything like that we were just trying to share our experience of like what happened right with what we were doing um and I still think it was interesting and fun right mm -hmm. like there was cool stuff that happened but it wasn't scary right but right I love it it's like, so I'm falling fun. in love with it oh mm -hmm. it's so great it is fun it is fun because it's you know I love to experiment with the spirit world you know that's one of my favorite things to do is to sit with the spirit world and just see like what could happen right because they you know when we give them the opportunity and the conditions are right they can do amazing things right it takes time sometimes right mm -hmm. like you know obviously we're not talking about specifically physical mediumship in this episode but you know there are possibilities for things to develop over many many years in the right conditions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I yeah. uh, can I breathe Dana, can I talk briefly about our experience this last week without, like, divulging too much? Yeah, totally. So we had walked uh, a haunted location. Um, and it was just fascinating the things that we can bring through as evidential mediums, not only from a psychic standpoint, but from an evidential spirit standpoint that can bring forward some really amazing things without fear. And the more that we walk into a location without fear, but just the openness to the spirit world to be like, yo, what's possible? What's here? Like, tell me, I, I want to tell your story, essentially. It's it's cool what you can bring forward, because I can tell you, we scared the front desk person. She was like, you're freaking me out. Because I was bringing <laughs> forward legit information without knowing anything about the location. And it left me questioning what my beliefs were, because I was like, I don't I, I didn't believe in ooky spooky stuff. And now I'm walking away being like, what was that? I want more of that so I can start unraveling what the spirit world can do. Right. Yeah. And it was it was eye opening and it was so fun. It was mm -hmm. so fun. But it, then we we honored the people that lost their lives at yeah. the location. So we yeah. took the time to show respect. So that was that was yeah. really nice. It was really it was it was very cool. We went to there the cemetery um was right down the street. And so we went and honored them. It was really we, cool. We stumbled upon that. We stumbled upon it. We literally were like, oh Dana. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Dana Stumble took like a lead. Uh, we were probably led because she we took a led. forty mile an hour right turn. <laughs> so it was. Kind of... <laughs> mm -hmm. It was really yeah. It was really cool, and it's just like when people go in there with fear. That oh, that gets me. Oh, yeah. that really bugs the shit out of or me. Or they go in knowing a bunch of stuff, so like it's already in their mind, and they're looking for a confirmation bias, right? <laughs> like the better thing to do is know nothing, go in neutral, right, and objectively. Like that's how it's supposed to be done. That's mm -hmm. how it's supposed. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the case for the most part. And yeah, there's a lot of people that are super disrespectful to the spirit world, which always really irritates me because they're so lovely and wonderful and they're always putting forth an effort to try to communicate to let us know they are around and people just like they just are not nice to the spirit mm -hmm. world and i don't i don't like that at all no i was watching a show i won't name the show but this lady was like oh well uncle tom he was out in the yard and something evil attacked him and he had a heart attack and one of the hosts was like, well, how old was he? And she's like, 87. And I'm like, what is an 87-year-old man doing in the yard doing yard work? And, and not in physical health. That, that, could, that could induce a heart attack. 
but she yeah. just like the jumping to conclusions and acceptance of fear yeah. stuff is just out of control. And then the next episode, the same thing. 95 year old guy died by a demon attack. Right. Yeah. It's interesting how they will just take normal human occurrences that will just happen because that's just what happens in life. Mm -hmm. And then they attribute it to the spirit world in some way in a negative way. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it just, it's just nonsensical, ungrounded nonsense. Like I, so obviously I'm getting slightly irritated even talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, um, and then, okay. So let's go into mediumship shows that are actually about mediums, right? Oh. So not just your normal shows, but the shows where it's like focused on a medium. So like I've found that there are some wonderful, there have been wonderful mm-hmm. ones, good, wonderful examples. And there have been ones that have really taught people like that concept, like we're always open and we're going up to random strangers in the mm-hmm. market and just like, you know, spilling tea and going into their energy without consent and like all this stuff. When like the reality is, is there's a whole crew of people there, right? Mm-hmm. No one's surprised by what's happening. There's mm-hmm. a whole crew of people. All these people are signing off documents, right? For the legal team that they're allowing, you know, to be on this show. Everyone knows what's going on. Like it's not mm-hmm. a planted mediumship reading. It's not like they're making it up. But it's, you know, done with consent and the medium is ready and prepared and open to work with the spirit world. Not that they're open all the time. You know what I mean? So there's just been a lot of things that really have done not a great uh, thing for how people view mediumship. Yeah. Yeah. That's the number one question I get in like lives is like, do you read people at the grocery store? No. I'm like, no, no. I'm just there for my eggplant. I got to (laughs) go. But we're people. I I mean, think about it this way. We kind of talked a little bit about it earlier, like an accountant, right? They go home, they go to work, they do their accounting and then leave. They don't go to the grocery store and be like, hey, did you have your uh, W-2 all signed off? That's just not what we do. We want to shut down and we want to live human lives as well. And Mm -hmm. granted, yes, there's, there's times where... We might get information, but we ignore it and we just shut up and we move on and we were like, oh, no, cool, sweet. I'm, I'm just locking back down. I, I, I don't yep. need to read. I'm just here for my eggplant. I'm, I, I really want to make ZD tonight. I really like, like that eggplant. I, I mean, love a good eggplant. <laughs> eggplant parm. But it really is like we have our own lives. And so when people see that on TV, they almost feel like an invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. It is. Because it is. <laughs> and, and that's part of the reason that when you tell somebody you're a medium, they get freaked out because they think mm-hmm. you're reading them all the time. Which we are not. Everyone yeah. that's listening to us, we are not. We are not tuned in unless we have the intent to. And we only have that intent when we have asked for permission or you have come to us. You have like scheduled a reading for us, which is your permission to mm-hmm. have the reading done. That's the only time that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Matt said, on occasion... Like someone's feeling a certain way, right? And it's just real strong on their energy. And we may just be kind of like zoned out and it just kind of pops in. But we're not like trying to like Mm -hmm. read into your energy and like get information or like, you know, do stuff like that. Like we're not doing that. It's exhausting. It is. Yeah. Like you want to have your energy for when you're reading, right? Like when your Mm -hmm. purpose Mm -hmm. is there. And if you see mediums doing that, and then especially if they're like posting it on TikTok for clout, like, or like, you know, there was one video where I saw this person who said they were a psychic. I don't know if they were, but they said they were tuning into all these people in the coffee shop and then like spilling their tea and making fun of them. Like, oh. like that's just so jacked up. Like we mm-hmm. don't do that. Like that's just not cool. Right. And then there's the people that are like 
purposely going up to people at their place of work while they're working and they can't get away from you where they're stuck behind the counter at a cash register at Target and you're like ambushing them, right? You're like attack reading them. Like, oh, your mother is in spirit and like they're crying and they like can't get away from you and, and you're just like, you know, making them have it. Like it is just not okay to do that, right? And the medium's just doing it for their own ego. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it because the spirit world's forcing them. No, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. And I don't give a shit who says any other different way about it. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be open and you have to be perceptive and receptive to that for that information to come through, which means you had an intention in some way to do it. Yep. It's not yep. spirit making you do it. Can we yep. talk about, because I, I always want to say, I always like to use this as an educational platform. First off, the there's the argument that a medium will always give is, I was pressured to give that reading. Spirit was like pushing on me and I'm like... Come spirit, on. spirit is always around us. So yeah. all it takes is us opening up and there will be spirit there. That's, that's exactly. it. Spirit is around all the time, every day, every day. Yep. There's always spirit around. So all it takes is the intention to open up and there will be spirit around. So no, spirit is not chasing you down. If nope. secondly, if that ever happens to all you developing mediums, cause as you're, you're developing, you're kind of opening and closing and you're trying to navigate that. It totally happens. Matt kind of talked about it. Like you can mm -hmm. be walking down the buying your eggplant and somebody's grandpa right. pops in, mm -hmm. it happens. You, you can shut it down. You can always say, find another medium. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I am not the medium for you. Or it's okay. okay too. If you really feel like I'm the one to give this message, how your loved one to find me, mm -hmm. right? They can put you, they can put you in their way. You know what I mean? They can give, you know, you can come across the TikTok of the medium, right? Mm -hmm. You can come across these different ways of having that happen. Mm -hmm. So like the spirit world's intelligent and they're capable of helping to make that happen in an appropriate way where they're giving the consent for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I always want to use this as like a, it, not a, a, this is the wrong thing, but like, this is why this is, is wrong. wrong oh, it's so <laughs> wrong. It's so wrong, but this is why it's wrong. And this is how why to rectify it if it happens. No. Cause we have a lot of developing mediums listening okay. to this. Right. So, so we want to make sure we, yeah, yeah. we tell fair them enough. how to, how to navigate it, what it does. Happen. Right. Well, and here's the thing about the new developing mediums is a lot of times they're checking in all the time because mm -hmm. they're like, is this still going to work? Like, is this, is it just like a, you know, a fluke that this is happening during circle time? So like, if there's any kind of intention where you're moving your energy out and you're, you know, becoming attuned, right? Basically, you're going to pick up something. You know what I mean? That's, that's how that works. We're kind of sticking up our antenna and the radio station's coming in because we're putting that up. Right. So like, if you do that, that will happen. And then, yeah, you don't have to do anything with it if it does, mm -hmm. but it's good to learn those boundaries and when it's appropriate to be doing it versus not. And to know like, like, it's always there for you. Don't worry. Like if it's there, it's there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It doesn't go away. Yeah. Or, or just take a moment. You don't have to do anything with it, but just have a, maybe a little bit empathy for the person that you just picked up on that they just lost, lost somebody or that they have a loved one, you know, creep a little empathy in there and be like, mm -hmm. I hope something nice happens to them today. They deserve it. Yeah. Just, you know, just have some compassion because that's somebody exactly. else. And, and I think uh, kind of going back to like approaching people in grocery stores and, and stuff, you don't know as as a medium you don't know when that person when they died so if right. i if megan's like working at target we're gonna we're gonna role play for a second megan i hope you like this okay he I loves to role so play megan's a cashier and i'm the medium and i walk up to her her mom could have died yesterday that's right. And she's going to work to just go through because she can't, maybe that place didn't offer her bereavement pay. Right. And so now she's got to work up until the funeral. 
we don't know the person's life that's sitting across from there. We also don't know how they're going to perceive what we're going to tell them if their reaction, because if I say to X, Y, and Z, hey, your mom died, and they punch me in the face, I deserve that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what their anger level is going to be. Because some exactly. people are reactive with anger. Right. Yeah, that's like... One thing I talk about with like why you shouldn't do this, right? Is like you don't know how they're gonna react to you. They may be very hostile. They may hate mediums, right? Mm-hmm. Or they may be in like such a pace, place of pain that they're gonna react really poorly, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's why it should always be their choice if they're ready to get a reading, if they ever want to. And you never ever have to have a reading. Like you can go through your whole life yeah. and mm-hmm. never have a mediumship reading, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Like if you don't ever believe in mediums and you think we're full of shit, that's okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so we should never be forcing it on anyone because it will happen in the right timing when they're ready, when they choose it. Yep. Or using people's death for purposes. And so what I mean by that is like, let's say a celebrity dies going on to a social media platform and talking about their death that you've channeled them. You are, at, I'm. this is my opinion. This is not the opinion of my cause. You're a fucking ambulance chaser. At that point, you're you're like a lawyer that chases ambulances to get a case. That is so wrong on so many levels that it does so much damage that we don't know who's watching this, right? So, like, it's yeah. the same thing as approaching somebody in public for a reading without consent. Because if I was doing um, Bob Ross's reading online and Bob Ross's family saw that, what kind of trauma would that be for Bob Ross's family? Mm-hmm. She's a Bob Ross because he likes happy trees, but... Yeah, I think that's where we don't put the common sense and the and the and the rationale into our decisions when we do stuff like that, and it really hurts people. Mm-hmm. And it may be something like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a hundred thousand likes and follows with that," but you gotta sift that with yourself. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want right. to. You don't escape anything you do here. Like, there's no mm-hmm. hell. Like, we're not gonna be like horribly punished and nothing. But like mm-hmm. everything you do, you are gonna take account for. Mm-hmm. Like, so. You know, if you work for the spirit world and you're really not representing them well, one day we're going to go over there and they're going to be like, so. <laughs> so um, I would like to talk to you today. about. Yeah. It's like, you know, because there's no judgment over there and the, no. there's there's no ego. But we do take accountability for our behavior, our actions and what we do. Right. So like, you know, and it's and I think that we should do the right thing here because we should do the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> not because of well, what's going to happen later on, but. Or doing the right thing of how we would want to be treated. So if yeah. anything, I'm pretty sure the mediums that or mediums that do this stuff don't put themselves in that person's shoes because they're like, mm, I'm powerful and cool. But what happens if that was your family member? Mm-hmm. I would be mad. Yeah. I would well, be I would so be too. Upset. Yeah. And like people say, oh, it's totally fine. Like, what's the big deal? I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's not your kid. It's not your mom. It's not anyone that you care about. So you don't care. You just want to consume. You just want it to be like, you know, watching a movie or watching whatever. These are real people's lives that are really affected. And they really have real loved ones that are in grief right now. Right. And like, it's just not okay to do that. Plus, they're not even contacting anyone anyway. They're full of shit. Yeah. They're full of shit. Because that's not how mediumship works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and let's, let's just, I have to say it just to state it. We are talking about real people, whether they're celebrities or whether exactly. they're Joe Blow from the from Indiana. We are talking about real people, real people that live lives, that lived mm-hmm. full, complete lives, that have families that were left behind, family, friends, whatever, that were left behind. We're talking about real people. 
And, and if we're not honoring them, then we're, we're doing a disservice. I think right. one thing people need to realize about celebrities is that they have a persona. That is not who they really are. Yeah. So if you're looking at, I'm going to use somebody uh, way back when, uh, Benjamin Franklin. Elvis, thank you. Elvis. Elvis as a persona and Elvis as who they are. You can't gauge that without a sitter, right? You can't gauge anything for validation without a sitter. You could be reading the persona because that's maybe encrypted in your brain, the feedback at that. But without an actual person sitting in front of you and evidentially backing everything up through yeses and nos and validation. Cool story, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like, too, I mean, mediumship works through, yeah, we want the validation that this is correct information mm-hmm. and that it's evidential and it's true, right? And a lot of that stuff really can only be known by someone that actually knew them. Mm-hmm. And plus, especially when they're a public figure, there's a lot of information out there in the world as it is. So you have to be able to bring through things that, like, no one else would really know, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it doesn't even mean. Um, also, too, like, if we think about how the mechanics of mediumship works, it takes the spirit's energy, my energy as the medium, and the sitter's energy to make it work, mm-hmm. right? So we're like feeding that because they're connected to the sitter. They're not connected to me. Mm-hmm. They're connected to them through love and through energy, right? So I'm only aware of them temporarily. They don't stay and hang around with me after. They go with you, right? So like if we're thinking about even just the mechanics of how mediumship works, like what they're claiming to be doing does not make sense, no. you know? So no. it's unethical. It's unethical. It's wrong. And I will, I'll say it. I'm going to, that's the hill I'll die on. I don't really care if anyone, <laughs> like, <laughs> you haters if you want around it, but like, it's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I haven't seen people planted in the comments pretending to be friends of something, but mm-hmm. cool, cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, we got to be representatives of the spirit world and we have to push it forward because that's our job. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is our job. Prove the so, continuation of life after death. Heal as many people as you possibly can through the actions of the spirit world and not through us, but just being the conduit. Yeah. And love. Yeah. Love as like, much as you can. Like, you know, people can say whatever they want here in this world, right? They can say whatever they want. They can judge whoever they want, whatever. But like, ultimately, who I'm representing, who I'm being led by is the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And like, if you disagree with me like you can that's totally fine that's your choice but like i'm going off of that like that's that's where i have to always go back to when it comes to like what i'm doing and why i'm doing it right like i think it can be easy to be swayed by people's judgments of you like if they're like coming at you right they don't like what you say it's easy to sort of fold and be like, okay, well, and like, just like make it easy, but like, that's not true. And it's not, it doesn't have integrity. You know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. it has to always come back to that. That has to always be the cornerstone of why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Well, this, this comes to, cause Matt and I actually had this conversation and I think it's a good way to round this out is what do you Mm do? What do you do when, because we're never really going to get rid of these TV shows because there's going to be ratings. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get rid of the scam artists because it's sexy and people like watching this. And people, there are, there's always going to be a scam artist taking, mm-hmm. taking vulnerable people's money or taking yeah. advantage or whatever. So what do we do as the ethical medium that's just trying to do the right thing out in the world? What, what, what's our playbook? Yeah. So, I mean, I always teach that obviously you can only control yourself, right? And that your work represents you, right? So, um, 
that's one. So putting the, the good work out in the world, right? So like showing up as a medium, showing what real mediumship is, is a big part of it. So like doing those lives, if you're developed medium and you're able to do that and to show people, right? Cause then we're having an opportunity to show many, many people like what legitimate evidential mediumship really is, right? And the purpose of it. So that's one, obviously teaching about it, like putting your voice out, using your platform in a way that you feel is responsible, right? To help people to understand, so that they're educated, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's, I feel like that's really important. Three, I mean, I was discussing this last night. I mean, there's a potential that eventually there may be some sort of ethical board to do with the work. That's a possibility at some point in the United States. I don't know how that would come about or why or whatever, but I was saying, you know, if people sort of had some skin in the game, if you had to pay a thousand dollars for the year for a license, like I, you know, I don't have to pay that much for my cosmetology license. So like I have to keep my cosmetology license up every year, just like an accountant, a CPA has to keep their license up or whoever like And it's, it's tricky because technically, you know, communing with spirit is a religious freedom, right? It's part of the religious freedom that we have. Um, but if you become a business and you are accepting money for it, maybe there should be some sort mm -hmm. of ethical standard aboard. Whereas if you are publicly not upholding that, whatever those may be decided to be, then there is some sort of implication of, you know, you owe a fee or you have, you know, some, some sort of repercussion for like being a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Like, I just think that maybe that may be something we have to eventually come to. I don't know. And I think in the meanwhile, while that doesn't exist, we just have to hold each other accountable. Yeah. We have to. People don't like it. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, you know what I've learned? I've kind of taken this from your playbook where it's like, I would rather go to bed at night knowing that I was a good person trying to educate and protect vulnerable people and the representation of the spirit world than to do any of that. So if I'm not liked, I'm cool with that. But I know in the heart of hearts that I'm doing, when I go out for my yearly review right. on the other side, they're like promoted. Well, and it's not just like, I feel like I want to say like, we're not perfect people. Like we're not mm -hmm. trying to say like, we're perfect people and we're elitist and we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're not trying to say that really when it comes down to it, you can believe whatever you want. And I'm cool with that. Like, I think that's your right to believe whatever you want and, mm -hmm. you know, have any whatever but when you're using it to like put it out there online and you may be causing harm to other people that's where i'm like wait a second like that's not okay right yeah. that, you know the the harm that's caused and the fear that's caused and the you know just like that kind of stuff that's where i really draw the line of speaking up and using my voice to say like hey like this is really not okay that's happening um so that i can warn people and let them know like hey please be careful watch out for this or right. you know this, this is you know especially if it's like you know someone that's just a plain fraud right mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. like what mediumship actually is and the things to be looking for with mediumship so that you don't get frauded i've been frauded yeah. I've been frauded mm -hmm. by mediums. It sucks, you know? And yeah. I've been harmed by mediums who have told me, like, really harmful, shitty things um, that could have really, I mean, if I was in a bad place in my life, I could have been really bad, like, mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I wasn't, and I had some education and some groundedness there that that didn't completely throw me. But, you know, if I had been potentially suicidal or if mm -hmm. I had been in a really bad place with, like, myself in other ways or with my family, um, it could have it could have put me down a very dangerous road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, my I, wife is jealous of me and she took the kids, Megan. I just want to let you know that. The psychic told me that once. <laughs> Did that not resonate? Um, I was like... Yeah. I always say vote with, with your energy, whether that's with your dollars, with your views, with, with your attention yeah. span. Um, you know, the, the things that we pay attention to tend to propagate. And, you know, um, algorithms and things like that, you tend to feed these um, creators more um, with, yeah. with your views and with, with that kind of energy. Um, and, I, and I wholeheartedly agree, educating, um, really mm -hmm. pushing forward discernment. Um, I think, you know, there's this high pressure of like, book now, book now, book now. And it's funny, the three of us are like, eh, you know, if you want yeah. a book, like no big exactly. deal, like whatever. Um, but, you know, I think paying attention, I think the three of us really have done a good job and a lot of other mediums. I don't want to just say it's just the three of us that do this, but I think we do a, a really good job of, of just saying like, here are some things that you want to look at for if you want to book a mediumship reading. Here are right. some things that you want to look at for, for finding the right reader for you. Because it's not necessarily about them receiving a reading from us. It's right. finding the right reader for you and, and, exactly. and taking your time and not rushing through to it. Um, and if you are a developing or if you're a reader yourself or in development, really taking that time taking moments of self-assessment, where mm -hmm. can you improve? Because I, I can improve. We can all improve, mm -hmm. right? There's all things that we can Absolutely. do better. Yep, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Well, guys, I think we I think we hit it home. This episode was phenomenal. Megan, you're welcome back anytime. 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 You, you, you can be the how and I'm a medium. Ask me how. Anytime you want to come back. But with that being said, Megan, where can they find you? What are you up to? Yes. So um, my website is MeganAlisaMedium.com. So that's where if you want to book a private reading with me, I do psychic, mediumship, also trans healing um, sessions. I teach through oakbridgeinstitute.org, so I do mediumship development and psychic development for students. Um, whether you're brand new or someone that's already been developing and you just want to continue that development or you're missing some foundational things, that's there. We actually have a Foundations 1 coming up that Medium Michael Mayo and I teach together. Uh, that starts January the 7th of you know the new year for anyone that's interested. Um, I'm on TikTok at Megan Elisa Medium. Be careful of scammers out there. So just, it's the only one, Megan, Elisa Medium. Um, I'm on Instagram. She's got a rebel heart. I will not give that up. That's, that name came from the spirit world. Like, when I was looking for a name originally from my Instagram. That name came to me. She's got a rebel heart. And I'm like, that is me. That is me. And like, I'm not giving that name up. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And we'll put that in. Yeah. yeah, that'll all be in the, that will all be in the show notes. Um, so you guys can go click, if you guys go into the show notes, you can find all of Megan's information yes. there. And thank you so much, Megan, for coming. We thank appreciate you, you so much. We love you. I freaking love you. you. I love you. You're a magical unicorn. I love every moment of it. <laughs> uh, well, we love you all. You're in our hearts. And Dana, take it away. Say, you say are the, the light of a hundred thousand million thousand billion suns. Ooh, shaking it up. I like it. It's because <laughs> Megan's here. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.